Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, Radio Boomers Live listeners around the world, and good morning to our Easy Way family on to our celebrity host, Retha Gray. Let's knock on her scar door and see if she's there. Retha, are you there? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm here. There she is. Rolling on a Monday morning, bright and early. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to keep, well, maybe I shouldn't do this, because Retha doesn't want too many people coming down here, but... I'm happy with the weather. Uh, maybe everybody's tired of hearing that, but uh, uh, so many things going on, Reef. I know you keep up with the Hollywood more than I do, but uh, we got the Easy Way magazines rock and roll on its way. So text Easy Way to 55678 for the new and updated Easy Way Wall of Fame and the magazine and so much. And you've been following this stuff for a long time, huh, Reef? Uh, I didn't see you well, at the. Uh, at the auto museum, but there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, the the you know, automo- automobile museum is very nice. I've been there. Oh, wow. The, Reef, I'm blown away by some of those cars and the Maxwells and, the, you know, cars that most people don't even remember. And they really did make beautiful vehicles back then. I mean, well, anyway, we better get moving along here. Time flies when you're having fun, so let's get into our commercial and our hot topics. Hot topics. We're going to do our hot topics. Oh, yeah. Ripped from the headline, today's hot topic. Well, my hot topic is the SAG Awards, speaking of Hollywood. Um, I've. It's a shame. We get... CDs in the mail. We get codes to get free movies and stuff. I did not see enough movies to honestly vote, and I really should have, but I didn't. There were so many good movies and so many nominations. Uh, the outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or miniseries was Michael Keaton for uh, Dope Stick. I love Michael Keaton all the way back to. Mr. Mom, for those of you that are old enough to remember that. The outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries was Kate Winslet, premiere of Easttown. Didn't see either of those. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series was Lee Jong-jae from Squid Game. I did see that. I actually enjoyed Squid Game. If you haven't seen it, see it. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series was Jung Ho Yin. I'm I'm butchering these names. (laughs) For Squid Game, like I said, it really was a good movie or TV series. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series was Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso. I don't know what people see in Ted Lasso, but I, you know, hats off to Jason for winning. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Gene Smart in Hacks. Didn't see it, but Gene Smart is such a fine actress and has been around for quite a, quite a long time. Outstanding performance by an ensemble was Secession. Uh, Ted Lasso won an award. Uh, Squid Game won an award. Uh, who else? Won? Will Smith won an award for King Richard for a male act, best leading male, leading role by a male actor. Um, and let me see. I just wanted to say a couple of more. Jessica Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. That was the Tammy Faye Baker story. Coda won. Coda won big for outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. Um, uh, they won um, for I think it was best ensemble cast also. 
that was with the signers that were doing the signing all through the death movie. Haven't seen Coda yet either. Uh, West Side Story won. Coda won. No Time to Die won. There's so many movies out there. And believe me, I only saw like two or three of those. You can see them on TV for the most part now. Check out these limited series and the TV shows. They're really very entertaining. We have so much to watch nowadays. Remember the days of three channels, Jim? Oh, yeah. Two, five, seven, nine, you turn the dial, go sit down, have your sandwich. Well, that was back east. Here we had two, four, and seven. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, those were the days. But, anyway, that's my hot topic for today. Jim, what's yours? And we had to adjust the antenna. And, but anyway, you know, guys, I try to put a positive <laughs> spin on, on, on a few things. But, uh, uh, I, you know, i got to share some of the stuff going on. Uh, Australia got hit real hard with a super flood. And uh, worst flooding in 100 years. Uh, people are being rescued from rooftops, 20,000 people. It's really a, kind of a historic type thing. Russia strikes uh, major cities. After the uh, after Russia and Ukraine have their talks, and it's uh, boy, I'll tell you what, they're bolstering up. There's no way the people in Ukraine are giving in. They've got grandma units. Uh, they're issuing, uh, and these are ladies over, you know, in their 60s and 70s, learning how to use their weapons. They're converting stores into, uh, you know, areas where they can train. Uh, it could be a beauty salon. They're converting it into a military, uh, you know, how to use your weapon type situation. And they, they rallied up 100,000 volunteers overnight. Uh, a lot of the people, though, that were leaving, they were stopped at the border, and the men were told they have to stay and join up, but a lot of them joined up anyway. Uh, the Russian attacks are being repelled, and uh, volunteers up to uh, – well, like I said, the numbers are high. I'm not going to go into all the numbers. There's too much. But uh, the Russian ruble is worth less than – see, this is uh, – it, it probably wasn't such a good idea. It's bad for Ukraine, but it's going to be bad for Russia. A lot of the troops thought they were just going along the border and they'd be sitting around watching the border. And then they were told we're going to attack. They were surprised. A lot of them have relatives. It's, it's going to be a very tough situation. They do business with these people. And now they're attacking them. And so the Russian ruble is worth less than one cent after the U.S. tightens its, its uh, sanctions there. But believe me, that's not alone. We got Switzerland. We got all kinds of countries jumping on board with these uh, sanctions. It's going to hurt the uh, Russian economy. So anyway, uh, we're going to go into uh, a couple other things real quick here because we're falling behind SAG Awards. Uh, uh, now, say, CODA, C-O-D-A, and Jessica Chasson wins. And, and they say it uh, shook up the uh, the race a little bit. They're kind of unexpected. The average American has made five new friends through video gaming in the past year. The most popular are basically the war games, Battlegrounds, Crossfire, so-and-so, Minecraft, and, uh, and the auto theft, Grand Theft Auto. And they say that it's affecting the youth. They're finding 12-year-olds stealing cars. Uh, immediate climate action necessary to live a, a you know, a, more peaceful life as far as weather, the UN report says. And, uh, and well, anyway, all kinds of stuff. Red Sox, uh, uh, offensive, uh, there was a problem with the tweets. So one of the players uh, was let go. So we got to watch those tweets. And, uh, and Reese, that's kind of, we got 600 hospitals. We're getting free MRI scanners to reduce anxiety among young patients. The scanners kind of look like, uh, you know, more of a game system kind of makes them relax when they go in for MRI. And they say changing your diet could add 13 years to your life. So I'll wrap up there. Maybe we'll go into that, what the foods are. Oh, I've got to take a breath here. So much stuff. i got about 16 more pages. I don't think we'll get it in, so let's go to <laughs> Imagine a social network that's based on quality members over quantity where you can easily find the qualified leads you're looking for, where members treat each other as family and promote each other's projects. Get interviewed, manage your business, and sell your product or service on our new EasyWay store. Let us do the promotional heavy lifting for you. 
We've created an all-in-one solution with all the tools you would ever need to promote you and your client's business, all accessible by one simple login. Social media done for you. Introducing the new 2022 Easy Way Network with our built-in wall of fame that helps you to search and find that profile you want to network with that matches your business needs while boosting your own notoriety at the same time. This year, we've made it even easier on you. Oh, did we mention you make money? Create your free account today by texting EASYWAY, that's letter E, letter Z, to 55678. Or visit EasyWayNetwork.com. Got questions? Give us a call at 424-209-9290. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And you're going to get a real... Well, I don't know how to say it. This next, the guest we have coming on, his name's Doug Ferguson, and you're going to get a thrill by listening to him because he's in the new age of photography, and he's uh, he's into uh, pro- producing, and he's in the 3D walkthrough photography, and uh, that's been beneficial in a lot of businesses. And I can go on and on with his. I, I know I. He's been with Easy Way for a long time. We've we've had him out at many of our events. He supports. He's he was into comedy to help support uh, women's rescue groups and so on and so forth. So let's bring him on, Doug Ferguson. Doug, you are with us. I am, Mr. Z. Hello, Doug, and we got Risa Gray. You remember Risa? Risa, Doug. Oh, absolutely. Hi, Risa. How are you? I'm fine, Doug. How are you? Good, good. Yes, Rita had so one Doug, of my favorite commercials. Rita had one of my oh. favorite commercials on TV. Um, I know that everybody oh, wow. saw it, whether whether they remember it or not. But it was it was memorable, and it was it was super cute. Uh, you know, and, and the which stuff commercial you do, Doug, was that, Doug? That that I was the one where you. Com- that was the one where you were you were in an apartment or or a building. And there was a little kid in the building, and you guys were oh. were writing notes back and forth. Ah. The Christmas commercial. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hey, so cool. <laughs> hey, well, you know, this is uh, this is some some new technology that I want to get into. Well, actually, it's uh, not new, new because uh, they said that the photography began began around 1830, and the first stereo or 3D it was taken about 1839. Uh, and and they recognized that as the birth of practical photography. Actually, Edison uh, experimented with it in 1891. So, but now it's in a whole different level. But Doug, let's go back to. I mean, you you've been around uh, and you've been to so many events with us together, and you know the Easy Way situation. What what have you? What's your experience been like since you? Uh, what, where did you meet Eric at anyway? How long ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> this was probably about four years ago, and uh, it was it was at a Denny's uh, on El Toro, and Eric had like four, three or four people sitting around the table, and they were talking about production and TV and and events and stuff, and and so Eric went outside, and when he went outside, I followed him out, and I said, I don't mean to be rude, but I heard you guys talking about TV and production, and and I said, I'm a photographer, so I gave him a card. He says, well, we have an event coming up in a couple of weeks. Why don't you come on down? So I came down and started, uh, did photography that night and been on, been on board ever since. And, you know, when you say he went outside, I know the scenario because when you sit down uh, with at dinner with Eric, he's there about two minutes and then he's outside. He was on his phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he walks around the parking lots and restaurants because he's on the phone all the time. So, you know, Doug, there's, uh, you know, this situation that's going on with the 3D stuff. It's it's been pretty beneficial. It's a it's a new era now with what they used to have. And what, yeah. so, what got you into being behind the camera? Because you're a very likable guy and you're very experienced. Because when I shoot, it's nowhere the level that you're at. I take the pictures and I know how to hit the little switch on the camera, but. You know, I have to come to you when it's uh, more complicated. You know all that stuff. What what got you in the path of photography? Well, you know what? It was uh, I was unemployed at the time, and a buddy came by and he says, and he had a camera with him, 
And he says, oh, he said, I'm starting to be a photographer. And, God, this was back whenever I was 18 years old. And, and I said, well, that sounds fun. And so I literally went out and bought a camera and told people I was a photographer and just started getting, you know, a few jobs here and there. And then, then I started working at uh, KDOC TV 56, shooting the Wally George show. That was a long time ago. And, oh, uh, I and didn't think you were uh, that old, Doug. <laughs> I'm 60 we, years old. I've been doing photography for 42 years. But oh thank goodness. you for the compliment. But so so yeah, we I started I started out photo. doing photos for the KDOC TV 56 the Wally George show and then I branched out. I started then I started working at Fox Television. And uh and it's just it's it's so much fun. And I I I was back in the film days where you had to shoot slides for color and and uh, film for black and white, if you wanted to do black and white. Now now the digital, you know, it's digital has really, you know, changed everything the way people do. And and even cell phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get some really good stuff with a with an iPhone, you know, iPhone Pro. I've shot so a, a couple of movies. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've shot a couple of movies where they only use uh, surveillance cameras and cell phones. Wow, how amazing is that? I well, I know. did a behind the scenes. I, I shared this with Risa. Uh, you know, we we they invite Eric to a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you know, the people wait to meet the celebrities, or you know, they're meeting them at the event. Well, they want Eric backstage with them. You know, and so they hang out. And uh, there's been a lot of interesting situations with that. But uh, I have uh, now. With the with the three D situation, this is benefit benefit it benefits people a lot of different ways. Now you've taken this into the uh, into the homes, right? Is this one of the yes. more beneficial things uh, where you yes. do the walkthroughs and the for the brokers and everything? Yes, yes. Um, since COVID hit, uh, I mean, I've been doing three D virtual walkthroughs for over seven years. You know, like right when the first when the camera first Matterport camera came out, and uh, and once COVID hit, nobody wanted to have open. Well, it was a, they literally wouldn't let you have open houses, and so uh, so the the 3D walkthrough business just exploded. Uh, it it has since slowed down since about September, but I'm still you know I'm still getting you know two or three or four gigs a week, but before. But after after COVID hit, I was literally shooting seven days a week, and some days I would shoot two houses, and uh, and it's just it's been it's been just amazing, and and it's so, it's so much the three D it's so much fun, and and there are so many things with the three D that they tell you you can't do, and I have mastered the process of being able to do all of the things that they say you can't do. So I, it's, I uh, saw your, like, your videos. Like that. It's amazing. Well, what what do they say? Like that you can't do with the three D that you do. Well, they 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 say that that if you if you want to walk through a door, you know, if you want to go from from one room to another room and the door is closed, you have to keep it open. Well, wow. I've mastered the process of, you know, how to how to get right up to the door open it, you can walk through the door, you can get a little bit beyond the door, and then you can close it. Because like a Jack and Jill bathroom, you know, if you want to see the Jack and Jill bathroom from one, one bedroom, of course you want the door closed so so you see the privacy. And then when you get to the other side of the bathroom, that door opens and the other door closes. And they said that it can't be done. I've I've mastered a way of doing it. Oh, well, you've, you've got it down. And, you know, it's sort of like in the video games when you put on the uh, on the little helmet and, and you walk around. Yeah. I had the engineer yeah. gave me a peep, and he said that uh, uh, Eric uh, is is going to be tuning in. Let's see if we can get him. It's going to look difficult to get him once in a while. But, uh, Eric, you on with us? Let's see if we can get him. I hear yeah. no theme song. <laughs> no. No, yeah, it's, it's a little embarrassing when we go into uh, pavilions and they play that, and then he walks in. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, if, if the, the, the gates open up here, is, 
There we go. Yeah, there we go. Hey, Eric. Hey, can you guys hear me? Life is hard. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So we got Doug on with us, and I know you guys go way back. So here you go. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I just wanted to support support my man Doug, um, and you know, kind of let everybody know, because you know, you, you can't really talk about yourself per se, but Doug is is a pretty spectacular uh, individual. You know, he's he's been uh, there for us with all of our events. Um, he's our in-house uh, photographer for everything that we do, and when you go to the uh, blog section on the Easy Wall of Fame. Uh, a lot of the photos that you see are usually Doug's. If it's red carpet related, related, it's usually Doug's. And and we're going to be doing some pretty amazing things with Doug and and our members. Uh, you know, we have multiple magazines that we're working with now, and a lot of different people need. You know, we have films that we're doing, and and you know, everybody's going to need headshots and portfolio shots, and you know, they're going to need shots for their Facebooks and their websites, and uh, certain shot like. Doug knows the stuff, so I definitely recommend if you need a photographer uh, to to deal with Doug, as well as he's a producer with the comedy side thing. I think you're working like four projects or something on, on the comedy side with the TV, right, Doug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer of uh, some comedy shows, and then also uh, I have a late night alternative talk show called The Funniest Hell Show, and uh, oh, it's a yeah. half 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 animated show and and half real people. Uh, and so I'm hoping to get that seen by by some people at Comedy Central or something. So, <laughs> well, we got and, people and, at Comedy uh, Central or something following us. So I'm I'm sure something like that may potentially happen. Uh, so Doug, are you going to have this information that you're talking about? So if somebody does want to support you in the Easyway family or soon to be in the Easyway family that's referred by somebody, uh, I would re- I would assume they can go to your Easyway Wall of Fame profile and maybe some of the uh, sizzles or pilots or, or any of the stuff that they're hearing on the on the podcast, they'll be able to visually see on your Wall of Fame profile, right? Yeah, yes. And Eric, you know, Doug, uh, when you go into, uh, in fact, I have a video of this. When you go into Warner Brothers Studio, uh, you go into one of the uh, studios, and there was a, a couple security people there, and they uh, – uh, what do you call it? Uh, pedestal or whatever they put the the flyers on. The, oh, oh my word! My vocabulary wreath is falling apart here. Uh, <laughs> they, what do you call it when you put an easel? There was an easel there, and it had a uh, poster of me on the ma- cover of a magazine, uh, Hollywood, the uh, Hollywood Weekly. And guess who took the picture? Right, Doug? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a great yeah. photo session, Mr. Z. We had it at Doug's beautiful studio in uh, in Irvine. Boy, it was very nice, very high tech. And and Doug, Doug and I couldn't figure out which jacket I should wear, so I brought all these different jackets, and we wound up wearing, uh, or you know, I wound up putting on what, Doug? Do you remember? Yeah, the leather jacket we did the Clint Eastwood look. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's very Clint Eastwood looking. Well, you know, yeah, I love that. I was at Taco Bell, and and the lady said, you know, you look like that guy on Josie or Josie or something, Josie Wales. And he said, oh yeah. And the other guy said, yeah, he looks like Clint Eastwood. I said, well, thank you. He's ninety, but I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I, I get the picture. But anyway, yeah, Eric, it's, uh, you guys have, have worked together for so long, and and Doug, boy, he's the guy I go to when I say, Doug, the camera. What do I do here? It's not. It's fuzzy or something. Doug fixes it for me. But uh, yeah, Mr. Z, so you're, anyway, you're better than you think you are. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, so this uh, now, where are we going with this, Doug? I mean, this is really exciting. You know, when when you put on the helmet and you walk 3D through, and, and now what about you know some of the situations with. Uh, when you're going into a computer and they call it a metaverse or whatever. So you'll be able to take your 3D and where do you think it's going from here? I mean, you could take a potential client that wants to buy a home, walk through the home, but you're saying you just can't close the door. Uh, no, you, you can close the door. They, they, Matterport says you can't close the door, but, but I can make it where you can 
You can walk up to the door. It opens. You can walk through the door, and after you're in the room, it will close behind you. Ah, everything but uh, but vocal, right? Yeah, yeah, and they, they do have a program where you can add music to it, but uh, I got the program, and I, they, they couldn't explain. I could never get out of them how to put music on it, so I, so I dropped program. I know what I was going to bring up before when I was rambling on, and then as I ramble, I forget my point. Uh, we're going to have a we're going to have a show about memory coming up here soon. Uh, but anyway, what it was is, uh, yeah, you can't go off track. Uh, when you're uh, when you're filming something, and you know it it goes off into uh, what's it called, Doug? You uh, you know. It, it, it comes to a certain point where how, how long is it? All right. Sending it. How long? I think that's what I was getting to. When you do something like this, Risa might know you can only send so much. And is it a certain amount? You know, it can only be like your films with the treaty can be for a minute and then you can send it. But if it's over a minute, then you have to send a different format. Is that how it works? Risa? Send it where? <laughs> Well, say say I want to send you a video. Say I went to the like I went to a couple of car shows, but it's not sending because it's a little too long. You familiar with that? Yeah. Oh, so, it's got so, too many pixels or megabytes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if I if I can jump in, Mr. Z, uh, with the Matterport, um, the stuff I do is hosted on their site. So what I can do is I can share you know, through link or embed code. Uh, if I'm shooting, this, I shot a house back in September, October, and it was an 8,000-square-foot house with a pool house and three acres of land. And, uh, and, and it, was, it was probably one of the biggest Matterports I've ever done. And uh, they say that you shouldn't scan over 200 scans, but this was 325 scans. Uh, and you were able out. to, yeah, you were able to literally walk from the street all the way up the driveway, which is about half a mile long, and then throughout the house, and then all throughout the three acres of property. And wow. so, uh, so, so that's a, such a huge file. So you have to send that by embed code or a link code, and Matterport, oh. Matterport hosts the, you know, hosts that, that, that on their on their site. Um, okay. And then, and then, as far as like like the funniest hell demo that I have, it's a, a four minute presentation. And you, you have, well, <clears throat> excuse me. And you, and what I did was I uploaded it on YouTube, and then I, and through the website that I have for the Funniest Health Show, uh, whenever you click view the show, it it pulls it from YouTube. Um, because I know ah. that the, I know that if you send, I can't send more than four or five photos unless I do it through the program called WeTransfer or, or Dropbox or something like that. So. Oh, yeah, okay. you're you're right. It's 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 a process to send large files. Okay. All right. Well, have anyway, to, uh, use the old-fashioned pan and solutions to <laughs> develop pictures. Does anyone ever still do that? I'm sorry. Say that again, Rita. <laughs> do, do you ever use the old pan and put the solutions in it, and then oh, put my, the paper oh, yeah. in it and develop it? Like oh my! Movie, you know yeah. what? Would I do that anymore? You know what? I I I'm sure some people do, and I think there might still be courses at Orange Coast College that do that. But I really don't know anymore. But that but I really used to enjoy that. Whenever I worked for the TV studios, I would develop my own pictures because you had so much more control over it. And uh, and and it was just I just really enjoyed working in the dark room. We've come a there long way. A, uh... <laughs> Yes, we really have. There was a code in a in a book on deciphering codes, and that's what they did. Reese, they had uh, covered the author, and uh, because they kept soaking it in the solution, and I I believe it was uh, Yakovovich Astronovich or something, and nobody ever knew the author of the uh, manuscripts for many many years, and then they they soaked it long enough, and it it was hidden. On the first page. Uh, anyway, we'll, we got to move on mm. with this. So, Doug, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, we have uh, we have one coming up, right? Uh, August nineteenth, 
We'll be up the hills, yes. and uh, we'll be seeing you uh, there. March, March 19th. Yeah. What did I say, August? I don't know. Uh, I got to get on track. I was going to say, that's okay. awfully far off, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to get Jim back on track here. So uh, thanks for coming on, Doug, and uh, looking forward to seeing you then uh, and, and the, uh, on the 19th. And uh, keep shooting and keep that 3D working. Uh, this is, you got this it. is amazing stuff. And I want to really looking forward to this. So we're going to move along. Well, you get Carmelita's corner coming up. Oh, and Carmelita. Thank you, oh, my gosh. She's such a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we want to thank her for popping on. He had to, he had to pop off Z, real quick, too. Yeah. It was so nice talking to you all. Oh, thank it's you. It's always you, nice talking to you, Doug. Okay. You all take care. And, have uh, a good, have a wonderful day. You Thank you. He's amazing. Bye-bye. Well, let's move on to a commercial and then see if Melita is ready. She's ready to go. She's probably steaming because we're all over time. The professional speaking industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, and the religious speaking industry is even larger. Yet both of these industries miss out on billions of dollars of sales and donations every year. They are desperately seeking ways to increase their revenue during events, immediately after events, as well as weeks later. They need a way of directly communicating with their audience during and after their speeches or sermons in order to achieve more connection and engagement. Text Me Leads answers this need with their unique use of technology and service. Text Me Leads enables all types of speakers to communicate directly with their audience during and after events. This dramatically increases immediate and long-term engagement. Text Me Leads even allows sales and contributions to happen during an event, which is when audiences feel most connected, and that's when they're most likely to buy. Text Me Leads, the missing link between speakers and their buying audience. Visit EasyWayText.com to get started today. about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Well, here we are again. We woke up another day. How about that? Yeah, cause for applause. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, with the times, uh, it's it's really great to see the sun sh- come up. And I have a very sunny person to present to you today. She's full of sunshine and beauty and talent, and she is amazing. I met her many years ago when she did me a favor, and we'll talk about that when we get into our conversation. But I just want to describe to you she's beautiful, and uh, I am just always in awe of her beautiful way of playing the classical piano. She has performed over a thousand times in Europe, uh, in, I mean including Europe, America, and Canada. And she started out at the bright age of 14 at Carnegie Hall. How about that? And um, I, I want to talk to her about what's going on as well as her new venture. She has a new venture that she will talk to you about, too. Uh, it's called InGrow Universe. So let's bring her on now. Yana, are you there? Hello? Yes. Hello. Hi, Yana. Hi, good morning. <laughs> yes, you're talking to Yana Resnick. Hello, everyone, and hello, Carmelita. Thanks for having me. Yes, uh, I am so glad to have you here today. And it seems that it's at a very timely time because uh, you are of uh, Russian descent from Moscow, Russia, and you also have ties to the Ukraine. And we had a wonderful conversation this morning. Can you talk about the uh, situation in your view? Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, it's it's very difficult really to even comprehend what's going on because, of course, um, I was born in Moscow, but uh, we came to this country when I was 14 years old. And most of my friends and, you know, I'm actually quarter Ukrainian. Uh, we have families that are, you know, married Ukrainian to a Russian. Most of my friends are Ukrainian here in the U.S. and you know, we're seeing this all firsthand and we're talking to them and we're trying to support them. But I'm also talking to my Russian friends and have a lot of uh, connections there and seeing what their sides are as well. It's just really complicated situation because, you know, this is brother going against brother and sister going against sister. We have, you know, we have spent our childhoods in Ukraine and it's just so painful to witness, you know, the government, um, taking these two countries against each other. It is just so painful. Um, and it's impossible for us, for me personally, to take sides because I am both of those cultures. Like, how can you divide your own personality into two and choose which one you want? Um, so it's been a really troubling couple of days. And um, I've been busy with trying to figure out, you know, how to help um, everyone. Well, we can't help everyone, but how to help with However, what, what I can do on my end with my skills, with my connections or talent, you know, to relieve some of this um, anxiety and pain that people are going through and, you know, help in best ways that we can, whoever can do anything, you know. So that's that's where we are. Yes, and you're very good at being helpful. And as I mentioned in my introduction of you, you did me a favor many years ago when I was the president of the Parish Pastoral Council to St. Paul's Catholic Church, I organized an intercultural concert. And I met you through Lynn Crandall, who I hope is listening. Uh, And, uh, you know, she hooked us up and you participated in one of the concerts. In fact, I think it was the first one that we did. And you were just simply spectacular. I wish everybody could hear the uh, Rachmaninoff right now because we were thinking about having that at the beginning of this show. And while I'm mentioning Rachmaninoff, can you tell us about his story and how it relates to what's happening right now? Absolutely. Well, you know, Russia has been at wars um, with with the whole czarist movement and uh, with um, Romanov family being taken over by the Bolsheviks. Uh, Rachmaninoff, he was in the situation of being a refugee of, um, you know, in in the 1917 when the first revolution uh, started taking place. And, you know, he was able to escape Russia, but his whole life he was suffering because here he was, like, you know, he couldn't come back to his homeland and he ran away from what was going on in the government you know and it's it's just very much i'm i'm watching everything from a side right now from america and find myself very you know privileged to be in this situation but you know as people are there right now experiencing it it's literally like replaying the um, his, historic times of you know so many refugees trying to escape their homes right now it's just really painful to watch all of that and it has effect on people for the rest of their lives you know it's not just something that comes and goes this is going to be a, something that will remain in the world's hearts for many years to come and the kind of effects that it will bring to individuals as well as countries in general is just really magnificent because i can already feel you know so many russians will um be under you know, the world's hate because, uh, you know, you can't blame people for taking sides. And I think this is so incredibly important to understand that this is not a war of the country. This is not a war of the culture. It's, it's, it's very political. It's very um, government oriented, unfortunately, because the majority of my friends do not support this war as Russians. I don't know one single person who does. Well, so I've been really looking at yeah, I've have. been looking at yeah. the news and it's just amazing how brave the Russian people are that they're standing up to Putin and willing to mm-hmm. take the risk of being arrested and tortured or or worse, disappeared. And many people are not right. aware of this man and uh 
I would say the comparison to Hitler, okay? A lot of people think here in this country that he's some kind of a hero uh, because of his affiliation and friendship with the last leader uh, of this country. Uh, But uh, to the contrary, uh, what he's doing is monstrous, and it's, it's, it's only to prop up himself and his wealthy counter, counterparts. Uh, they're only going into the Ukraine to steal and rob. That's what they're there for. It has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, we, again, like I am not a politically proficient person to speak about it in those terms because we don't know every single detail and secret of what their goals are. You know, it's, it was even impossible for people to predict that he will actually attack, you know? Um, so I'm not proficient to speak on those terms, but what I do know is that it is not being supported by majority of Russians. And oh, this no. is where, no, they're you know, in the streets just, by the droves. It's amazing. I mean, if you look you know, at the and, television, and they are you can being see silent. how many people are out there protesting what he's doing. Yeah, but but they're being silenced. You know, people are also afraid because you know in Russia, it's um, that country is famous for their own leaders destroying masses, millions. You know, with Stalin, he destroyed millions of lives of Russian, their own people. Right? It's, oh, it's yes. done by the government. Oh, yes. So people still mm-hmm. live in that fear. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it hasn't gone away. So when people do speak up, it's, you know, and a lot of the times they're manipulated into, you know, they're threatened into, you know, publicly supporting because they're just afraid for their own families and their own lives. Well, see, the um, thing is, it's very easy for the people in this country to think that he's some kind of a, a hero, the ones who are supporting him, you know, um, that that think that, you know, you know that uh, he's part of their family or something. But, but the thing is, is that they're not realizing in our country we do have the freedom to speak because of the First Amendment. Over there, mm-hmm. you do not have that freedom. If they speak up right now, people are being arrested just for yes. expressing their opinions on on uh, the Internet. They're being arrested. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, exactly. this is a very small thing. But this man, he is a dictator. I, I hope people understand he is a dictator. He will be there until 2036. And Lukashenko, his friend, has already been a dictator for 26 years. And they've had the erections rigged in such a way that it makes it look like that it's a democracy, but it's not. It's all rigged. So anyway, I'm I'm a political junkie, and I get very passionate. And I'm sorry, but I can't ex- help but express my feelings right now because I'm very concerned for the Ukrainian people. I have many Ukrainian friends, and I love them, and I support them, and I understand your your position it must be very difficult being both Russian and part Ukrainian. You know, I mean, just seeing seeing these Russian soldiers and being interviewed, you know, some of them ended up in captivity, and they're speaking up, and they're saying, look, we had no idea what we were going in for, we were told they were hired as contractors and they were being told, you know, again, you cannot believe everything that you see on the media. So it's, you know, it's very tricky to even say this, but like when you do see videos like this, you always have to wonder like, are they real? Are they fake? Like, are you being, you know, made to think a certain way? Like, are you, you know, is a part of propaganda? Like you have to question every single thing, but you know, I know for a fact that a lot of these people um, who was sent to fight right now, they had no idea what they were going in for. They, they thought it was a military operation. They were contracted. Yes. And, you know, these boys, when they got there, I mean, some of their grandmothers, their sisters live on that area. Like, how do you expect them to fight against them? Yes, I can understand that because, unfortunately, they've been lied to. This is a part of uh, the game plan that uh, Putin uses. Uh, he and his counter use Hitler's game plan, you just lie, lie, lie until the people believe it. And he's already mm-hmm. put up false flag operations. He said that the, they're there to protect the people from the Nazis. Can you believe that? And, 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 right. and uh, Zelensky is Jewish. So, I mean, can you, can you equate the two? But So, in other words, this is all based on lies and an excuse for them to go in and invade an innocent country because they want to express democracy which 
he does not have in Russia. He makes it look or pretend to make it look like he has democracy, but they do not. Putin is a dictator. People need to understand what he is. And uh, what he's doing now is based on lies, and all those of us who believe in God can do is pray and lift up those people in prayer, because I do believe in spiritual warfare. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think what that's, you know, you're kind of going towards the direction which, you know, where, you know, I think every single one of us has to decide um, how can we help the situation and how can we help each other? Because, you know, praying is wonderful, you know, donating is wonderful, you have to decide which, you know, places you donate to, but we all have to remember that, you know, people, when when they need to be in the winning um mood you know the the morale is extremely important and i think what i'm seeing is you know these kind of events make people angry they make them frustrated they make them go against each other even here locally and i think it's extremely important to just remember that the peace comes from each one of us and towards each other here locally and globally and we have to keep that in our minds right now instead of fighting and getting into you know local fights against the other person's opinion we have to take care of each other. We have to understand all sides. We have to understand and respect each other and, you know, try to basically stay also very kind and healed and not angry and not allow that. And this is where, you know, you have to decide what what is your kind of, what each, each of our individual's gifts are and what can we give in this particular situation, you know, and also, there's a lot of conversation like, well, why are you guys so concerned about, you know, these refugees when, you know, the, there are so many wars in other the world? I mean, that is also a big question, right? It's like, yeah. you know, well, we Yana, have to not Yana, just look I at just, this crisis. Yes. I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, I do want our listeners to hear at least a little bit of some of your beautiful piano playing. Mm-hmm. So let's say goodbye to everybody, and we will play play off our conversation with your cheerful, wonderful music, because we need something to cheer us up. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest. about what's going on overseas and we don't think about it but it can affect us at home so we need to be doing certain things just in case we manage to find ourselves in the middle of a war so you say what what can they do to me well the banking system is going to go a little kablooey over all the haggling and things that the billionaires are doing. So what do we need to do? At least keep some money in your house. 
People are going to the bank overseas, and the banks are not having the money to give them. So you should take some money out of the bank, keep it at home just in case. Now, what else should you do? You might want to think about backing up everything you have. They're talking about a cyber war. Our cell phones go down. If the bank's cell phones go down, I was at Starbucks yesterday. They had a, a outage, of, a power outage of some sort. They could no longer sell anything. Matter of fact, they gave me my chocolate croissant because it was already warmed up, but they couldn't open the cash register to put the money in it. So you should back up everything, everything that's on your computer, everything that's on your phone, and back it up regularly. If you do something important between now and and the weekend, then make sure you back up your equipment so that that is noted on there. The other thing that you can do is, I'm not saying go hoard anything, but make sure you have a supply of groceries in case there is a disruption in the food chain. Make sure that you have food, they say for at least two weeks, possibly a month, and I'm not saying buy all the toilet paper. You don't need a bunch of toilet paper for a month or two, but you should have a month's supply of toilet paper, a cup, maybe a month's supply of canned goods that are easily cooked. If they do something cyber, our water supply is um, it, it's exposed. I'll just tell it like it is. I took a tour of the aqueduct in California, and there's just our water supply is just exposed, and we've been in the middle of a drought. So you might want to have some water stored up at your house, and. One of the things that Carmelita said that's most important, pray. Those of us that are praying people, pray for the people that are over in both of those countries because there are people that are dying literally for freedom. Definitely keep them in prayer. And again, just it's not a matter of just hoarding things for yourself. Your neighbor might not be as, as fortune is you and and might not have enough food to last them for a month. So maybe get a little bit extra for for your neighbors. Maybe, um, you know, get an extra blanket or two when you're at the store getting that one box of uh, toilet paper. Get an extra blanket. You never know who might need an extra blanket during these times. So I'm just giving you a few tips of what you might want to do because this has been going on for a few days, but we don't know how long it's going to last and who all is going to be affected. So uh, that is my tech time for today. Jim, what is your gym for today? Okay, baby okay, boomers, baby it's time it's for Jim from Jim. Can't hear you, Jim. Jim. Oh, okay. Is that a little better? Yes. Is that talk better? into the phone. Yeah, talk into the phone. I'm saying. holding the phone away, Reese, because I don't want radiation. <laughs> and then on the other, I got to get one of those headphone things. That's what I got to do. Uh, but, you know, Reese, uh, you, you hit a, a lot of good points there because you need food, right? But mm-hmm. then again, do you remember we talked about this a while back when this stuff started? What I did was I went out and bought all this stuff, and it expired. I had all kinds of chicken, and I had this big, giant freezer, and I wound up throwing most of it out because even the canned goods only last so long. So you want to you have, have to stuff. rotate so I, them. <clears throat> you have, you have to, to rotate them, yeah. them Jim. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm running out of my uh, – I forgot what the last emergency was. But whatever it was, I started eating that food once the emergency was. So now I don't have maybe a full month's supply of food. But you uh, have to rotate it, it out, Jim. 
Well, I do a little bit of that, but when you buy 50 cans of spaghetti, I think that's maybe too much. But you know, uh, some of the uh, some of the dates and okay, here here's the question, Reese. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I bought these ribs, right? Seventeen dollars. They're sealed. They're cooked. They're in the cooler over at uh, one of the food stores there. I brought them home and I I put them in the refrigerator for a couple of days. And then I thought, geez, I'm not getting to these. I better put them in the freezer. So then I put them in the freezer and that was about five or six days. And I thought, geez, I got to eat these ribs. So I put them out and for, you know, so they get thawed out, but I left them overnight and I thought, well, it'll probably take overnight to thaw. So now it's been overnight and they were thawed, but it could have been thawed for six or seven hours. When is the point where you go, you know what, it's been too much freezer, refrigerator, leaving out, thawing, not thawing. When do you say, you know, this is either bring them home and eat them or forget it? I mean, as far as the ribs, what, do you think you should throw them out after going through all that? They they sat out on, you know, thawed out for six or seven hours because they say bacteria does start after a while. What would you say? It depends on what food it is because some okay. foods are more prone to collecting bacteria. And like ground meat or something? On, maybe? Yeah, and it depends on your actual body. I literally believe I have a cast iron. I oh. think I have had food poisoning one time in my life. I'm not even sure that I had it then. Um. I I brought home tacos the other day and fell asleep. Sat them on the stove, fell asleep. Guess what I had for breakfast? And these were not frozen <laughs> tacos. I had yeah. tacos for breakfast that had been sitting on the stove overnight. Um, I had that's a, not my, recommended. I reached my head of spinning with this. You know, like, I like pizza. You like pizza, Reese? I'm okay with Medium. pizza. Okay. So I like pizza and, you know, a cheeseburger, whatever. And then I read this article and I'm getting hit right and left here. Cheese is bad for the brain. It's bad for your memory. I'm thinking, good Lord, that's all I need is something to affect my memory. <laughs> I'm already in a spot, you know. So there's there's the cheese. And, and then you have, oh, forget the sugar, you know. Uh, you, you, we really got to watch this stuff. I'm going to have a show on, on some of these things. And eggs, and you know, you say throw out the hot dogs. And that article, you know, if you change your diet, you can live 13 years longer. And and there's a variety of things in there that you got to be careful of. But going back to what you're talking about, yeah. So I've got a book, and it's on an expert. And remember, if you run out of water, you have if if you have the hot water tanks, some people have the, you know the smaller unit. But you have here you got forty gallons of water in there. No things go really bad. And then what kind of light should you have? Well, you got candles, but then people worry about the candles. So then you what I found are these light bulbs. And you could put them mm-hmm. in your lamp and you could put them in your backyard. And you and then they got solar panels on them and they last for a long time. Anyway, we can go on and on with this. We're gonna have a show on this, uh, what to have, what to store up with. And uh but Reese was on point, guys, because <laughs> If something does happen, you want to have some food in the house. Maybe those uh, those packages that you buy that are good for five years. Have a couple boxes of, of those that so you don't have to worry about them, you know, going bad. Uh, water, that's a good one, and so on and so forth. Yeah, and Reese, we got to talk about the money thing because I have a book when the ATMs go dark. Uh, what do we do about that? But anyway, we got to get rolling. There's so much stuff we want to share with you guys. We got the archive shows. But we're going to get you on track with this. We're going to really cover the basis here on what to have in your house, how to stay up, keep it lit up at night, keep the refrigerator going, and watch TV. And, and I'm going to give you a, tip, a little <laughs> tip on that. So when the lights go out, you can still watch TV, and we'll talk about that. So anyway, Reese, uh, and everybody, remember the Easy Way magazine is on its way, and uh, text Easy Way to 55678. And the Wall of Fame is rocking and rolling. Uh, we're talking, we hit the 300000 per month mark. Uh, people come in and I check that out. Oh, I'm out of breath. So we got to get moving, guys. So uh, we want to we wanna thank Doug Ferguson and, and Carmelita's Corner, Carmelita's guest, and uh, 
Any closing parting words of wisdom, Rachel? I know I put you on the spot when I say that, but what do you got? <laughs> well, just be I won't vigilant be and last. be safe. Be vigilant, be vigilant safe. and be safe. See, that's why I always ask for it, so you know what to do. So, guys, keep moving. Keep the faith till next Monday morning. Rita and I will be back with Radio Boomers Live. So, for now, we're signing out. See you next Monday. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Rita Gray, star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.